on his Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley show. Yeah, I hate to keep this guy waiting. He is the sports director over at Channel 6, and he gets very frustrated having to listen to me do commercials and that kind of thing. Curtis, it's, a, it's part of the problem. A lot of people want to advertise on the Matt Mosley show, and we're very proud of that. But every once in a while, you gotta get it, the people kinda, what they want, man. It gets in the way of the content, and uh, I love our sponsors. But boy, Curtis, I do not like keeping you on hold. And uh, and, and poor Aaron, he—you can imagine—in his ear, he's having to listen to me. Well, get him on, get him on, you know. And Aaron <laughs> just does not yet know how to tell me to shut up. He'll learn, though. I assure you. You all, people always learn. Even the young Simcox. One of the nicest kids to ever come through Central Texas. At some point, had to bow up to me. All right? And look where it got him. He's in the mortgage business now. (laughs) Okay. All right, Curtis. (laughs) But, hey, we need to talk some high school football. But real quick, um, since we've last talked, it's happening. Like, by the end of next week or something, the the Big 12 is just going to invite all these people in. I mean, it's like we've somehow woken – we woke up – Bob Bowlesby from his slumber, the man, it's like BYU, Cincinnati, Houston. Um, who else? Oh, um, who else? Central Florida. Central Florida, the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights who had a comeback win last night to win 36-31 over Jeremiah Dickey's um, Boise State team. Are you, Curtis, does this, you know, as an Oklahoma State graduate, does this get you a little fired up? Are you... Are you seeing the makings of a, I'm not saying it was the same Big 12, but maybe a maybe a Big 12 that you see a future for? Does this thing give you a little juice at all? This makes me really excited, especially in basketball. One, I'm just happy that the Big 12 is staying alive and that we're going to get to see, you know, uh, my alma mater and your alma mater play every year that we're going to get to see. You know, Texas and Oklahoma schools on a big on a bigger stage continue to play and uh, just try and maintain some of the regionality that makes college sports so much fun. Um, you know, I wrote an opinion piece about this last night uh, on uh, KCENTV.com that do I think that these four add anything in football? Not really. I mean, what do any of these four teams have that the conference doesn't have? But then you look at reports from guys like Stephen Godfrey, who is a very well-respected college football insider, and it's like, okay, everybody has pointed. Everybody he talked to, he tweeted today, said at least one time, think about basketball for a second. And so I think what this proves to what, – what this proves that all of us already kind of thought is the Big 12 knew – we're not going to have the same football footprint we had before. There's no way you can replace that football presence and that football footprint you have when you lose Texas and Oklahoma. The only way you're going to get that back is if you bring Nebraska back from the Big Ten, and then all of a sudden they start competing for national championships again. They start competing for Big Big 12 championships again. And that was never going to happen because of the payday Nebraska's getting to go get its teeth kicked in every week in the Big Ten. (laughs) And so this is as good of a – move as the Big 12 possibly could have made. You were never going to replace Texas. You were never going to replace Oklahoma. But it is okay to admit that and also admit at the same time that this kind of makes the Big 12 the new American Athletic Conference in that, yes, you have the power nexus and then you're the next one up and that you're going to frequently have teams that are better than 90% of the power conference teams out there, but you're not going to get a seat at the big kids' table. And I think that that might be the case for at least a few 
few years when they get there because it's going to take all four of these programs time to get to the power conference level that the the, the so-called hateful eight already have because they've been at that level for so, so long. And so I'm excited that this keeps the Big 12 alive. I'm excited that to go watch my alma mater play, I don't have to fly to Eugene, Oregon. But it does kind of bring that, you know, that fear that we all had as Big 12 alums uh, into reality, at least to me. Yeah, I it's it's very very interesting, and uh, I don't know if they'll, the, the the Mormons will LDS will let me into the tabernacle, but just so I can kind of <laughs> get to know the church a little bit, I'm thinking about stopping by. I mean, there, there's some beautiful. I, the one thing I'll say about the tabernacle is uh, the Mormon church. Uh, they do the gorgeous landscaping. Have you ever been by like a tabernacle, really a Mormon tabernacle? They just do a gorgeous job out there. They the mowing, the landscaping, I always want to ask them, who are you guys using? All right, um, let's get some high school uh, action here. Curtis, and boy, I, you love sending these people out to film. Matt does a great job. Nikki, I mean, y'all have y'all spread these great reporters all over Central Texas. But I've noticed that game of the week, you've fallen in love with this Lorena team. Uh, Lorena at China Spring. Boy, the Bell family, that's been part of the Bell family for a while now. What um, – what you know? What went into choosing this, and what do you what do you see happening in that ball game? Uh, well, what went into choosing this was um, two of the best offenses in the area, um, two teams that you know haven't really had the best defense in historically, who are building their defensive prowess, um, and two teams who have a legitimate shot at you know making runs toward a regional final or a state championship game in their respective classifications. You know, I don't take I don't take anything but positives away from Lorena's loss last week to the number one team in the state in 3A Division II. Um, I went to that game, and Franklin was just the better team on the field. And it's okay to say that if you're Lorena because Franklin's a team that just lost the state championship game by a missed PAT last year and is probably going to get back to the state championship game this year. Our sister station, KAGS and Brian, you know, they t- they've talked on our uh, Countdown to Kickoff special about how, like, 164 is the number that is that is in Franklin's head all year, and that's to prove a point, win all the games it needs to win, win those fi- first 15 games, and then make the 164-mile trek uh, from Franklin High School to ATT Stadium. So that's not a bad loss. And then China Spring goes and plays a really good Addison Tr- Trinity Christian team and kind of mops the floor with them. What, what, 49 points on them, the win hand, you, know, you win that one kind of walking away. Uh, Brian Bell pointed out that, you know, they weren't expecting that China Spring team to play that well. So maybe that the, the Cougars are further along than they anticipated going into week two. Uh, but these are two teams who have their eyes on AT&T Stadium. And that was one of the things that uh, we were looking at. The game that actually finished second um, in our game of the week rankings, um, as we were trying to determine it, wound up getting canceled this week, actually, in, in uh, oh. Connolly La Vega. And that's where we went last year. Uh, where we went last year during week two. Yeah. So this is a game that we had our eye on from the beginning of the season. Um, and I really think that these are two teams, no matter what the result is tonight, that we could be seeing in December. Boy, that's, that is really interesting. When do you, by the way, what day do y'all decide the games? Like what day do you come to a decision? Is that Monday, Tuesday? And, and could I be on that conference call? I'd kind of like to weigh in and, and kind of give my vote for for the game of the week each week. Is that is that something you would be open to? 
You know what? I will pull back the curtain a little bit, and Matt, I'm absolutely open to this. Uh, I start looking a week before. I start looking at the oh, schedule okay. a week out, seeing who's at home, yeah. and then uh, after the results are, are after all the finals are in Friday night after the show, the three of us start talking in our group chat. In our group chat, and I'll text or or call Nikki, and uh, we'll figure it out that way. And you know, there's a chance that tomorrow, while she and I are driving to San Marcos, that. Uh, we wind up ha- having some game of the week talk and get something figured out before Baylor puts total leather against Texas State. Ask Nikki if she would be okay if I if I just join you guys in Waco and and uh, make the drive with you guys. <laughs> See if she's open to that. I'd like to save a little gas money. <laughs> they don't pay me a lot of gas <laughs> money and just jump in with you. No, I'll see you down there. That's gonna be fun. I'll be there in San Marcos and uh, and the other one real quick. Midway uh, Permian. Now, that's interesting. I mean, that is a historic, historic program, and I think you're going to have that one staffed as well. We are. Yeah, it's, that, it, it's, it's an interesting game to me because I want to see, okay, was last week a fluke? Was last week first week jitters for Midway? Was last week what, – what was last week? Because, you know, I don't think I'm breaking any news or being overly harsh when I say that I think we were all surprised by that performance from Midway. It's that wasn't what we were expecting to see. I mean, I know Round Rock is one of the more consistent six eight teams in the greater Austin area. I mean, shoot, didn't Round Rock win a first round game against Lake Travis last year? Uh, I mean, I don't. I I think that that's a good team. I don't. I think we were all expecting more from Midway, and I want to see new coaching staff, brand new coaching staff, you know, a lot of kids that don't have much Friday night experience. I want to see how they bounce back from that. You have to be able to put week one in the rear view mirror. And yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure those Panthers spent a lot of this week licking their wounds. Um, but I don't think, and knowing Shane Anderson for as long as I have, I don't think he's going to be asking anybody for sympathy um, I think he's just expecting his kids to put that behind them, go play another really good team. And tonight will be another good indicator of, you know, what what Midway will be as the season continues on because this is a, a Panther team that expects to be in the playoffs and expects to advance on the bracket. And um, this is, I, you know, last year did not sit well with anybody in the Hewitt and Woodway area. And I know that, you know, if this, Tonight's game won't determine Shane Anderson's legacy. I don't want anybody to think that. I don't want anyone to even remotely say that. This is year one, and it's year one after losing so much talent in the past couple of years, after you know just getting thrown into the hornet's nest of yeah. a district that they're in. This is the, his second game at Midway. He's still trying to install his system after a late coaching change, and he got one less week of practice than any, other, uh, any of the other six days that made this kind of coaching change that we kind of felt was coming like Ellison did all three weeks of practice. Whereas you, you look at, um, you look at midway, they did spring ball. So Shane only got two weeks of practice, only got the one scrimmage. And so this yeah. is a, uh, for midway, this is a progress game. It's a, you want to go out and win it, but this is a progress game. This is a build confidence as you go into your uh, non-district finale next week. And you, that way, you just have a little bit more feel good and a little bit yeah. more confidence about your team when you get when you head to South Grand Prairie. All right, sir Curtis Quillen, we appreciate you and have a safe trip. Have a great night tonight, and I will see you hopefully in the press box at Bobcat Stadium tomorrow. Matt, I appreciate it. We will see you tomorrow, my friend.